Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. turn to the story of David. We find him after the death of Saul and Jonathan, surrounded by the tribes of Israel. And he is in Hebron, which is in the Judean mountains, is about 30 kilometers or so from Jerusalem. The tribes are around him and David has come out of grief and they're reminding him that in days past, Saul was the king But David was the one that led the children of Israel into battle. And now the Lord is saying, you shall shepherd my people, Israel, and shall be commander of Israel. The elders came to David here in Hebron, and he makes an agreement with them there before the Lord, and they anoint him as king of Israel. It's very important in the chronology of things in the Bible to know that the numbers of years and the numbers of generations are meaningful in understanding that Jesus is the Messiah. Matthew in particular in his gospel is going to be very detailed about naming the generations between kings and prophets in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And here we have a little snippet of that in uh, 2 Samuel, uh, where we find that David was 30 years old when he becomes king, and Jesus is 30 when he becomes uh, the itinerant master, and he starts his uh, mission on earth. And David is going to reign for 40 years, which is a number of completion, the 40 years in the desert, 40 is an important number. And We are told seven years and six months in Hebron over Judah and 33 years in Jerusalem. And we know that Jesus lives 33 years and that these 33 years will be over the United Kingdom of Israel and Judah. In this second Samuel reading, we are told that David attempts to get to the, to the, to the main city, to Jerusalem, but he's not allowed to come in. So at the beginning of the reign where we find ourselves right now, David is just going to be king over one part. But he's growing steadily more powerful for the Lord of hosts is with him, is what the reading today tells us. And we have seen the key ingredients for the favor that he has with the Lord. And those, some of those are outlined in Psalm 89, which is the psalm that we read today that the church gives us to accompany the Old Testament reading and the New Testament reading. And we find my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. David was faithful. He was faithful first to God because he knew from the beginning of his anointing and his killing of Goliath 
that he wasn't the one doing it, that it was God working through him. He's faithful also to King Saul, knowing that the authority of the world, being uh, the anointed of God, the first king, Saul was the first king, required David to show respect and to be faithful to the to the order that God had established. And the second is my mercy. Mercy is something that we've seen in one of the uh, readings from last week when David had a chance to kill Saul, but he doesn't. He's merciful. Even though the king was trying to kill David and he tried, he actually threw a spear and tried to kill him. And David has been in hiding in, in, in chapters past. But even though his life is threatened, was threatened by Saul, he showed mercy. The Lord is looking for qualities in the leaders that he is calling forth. And if those qualities are present and available, doesn't mean that they're fully fledged. But if we are making ourselves available, the Lord will help us to grow on those qualities. And the reading today says directly, I have found David my servant. With my oil, my, my holy oil, I have anointed him, that my hand may be always with him, and that my arm may make him strong. Friends, with the Psalms, we can change the, the word David for ourselves. You could say that the Lord has found Jane his servant, that if we are making ourselves servants of the Lord, we can use the words of the Bible and ask that the Lord will give us that anointing, that his hand will be with us and that his arm, the Lord's arm, will make us strong, that it is the Lord's faithfulness and his mercy that is with us. And it is our job to be like our Father, to act in His image and likeness in our own actions. What do we find then in the book of Mark? We've been going through the book of Mark. We're still on chapter 3. And last time, we heard the people in the city of Jesus' home that they told them that He was out of His mind. Now it is the scribes who have come from Jerusalem because they've been hearing about the casting out of demons and about the healings the Lord is performing. And they're saying he's possessed and that he's doing this by the prince of demons. They're trying to scare people off. They're people of authority and they're using fear instead of truth to guide the people. Jesus summons them. Friends, Mark tells us Jesus doesn't just gather them. He summons them. But then he begins to speak to them in parables. That means he's going to be teaching them. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That is the end of him. So the Lord is letting us know that the spirit of disunity is real and that it can come at the level of a person's heart between people in a family and in a country. We see that David's kingdom that he's going to unite is going to then again become divided between the north and the south. 
So the spirit of disunity is real. And friends, the Lord Jesus is inviting us and giving us his power and authority to stand against that spirit of disunity using the mantle that he has given us and to say, not on my watch, not here. I have power and authority over myself, over my spouse, over my child. And I ask the Lord to cast out whatever spirit of disunity is here and that his angels will perform the work and that we will see the grace of God heal that disunity in his time and in his way according to his will. The Lord Jesus is telling us that this very sin of blasphemy that the scribes are using is unforgivable because it is an everlasting sin. To say that the action of the Holy Spirit is of the devil, it is an unforgivable sin. So we have here the clarity that the world tells us doesn't exist, that there is clearly a world of sin and evil, and that everything is not okay. We live in a world where we hear, it's okay, if you're okay, I'm okay, everything is fine. But the Lord Jesus is telling us clearly that that is not the case, that he is going to be the judge and will come before him, friends, to tell him what we've done with what he has given us. So let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, you have given us Jesus as our Savior, and he has destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. We thank you for your word, because your holy word protects us and guides us, because it is our shield, because it is our refuge, it's our rampart. Father, thank you that your word stands against the devil and that the Lord Jesus showed us how to use that word in the temptations of the desert, that we use the word for the situations at hand over which you've given us authority, over our homes, over our environments where we work and where we step foot, and that you go with us, that you go before us, that the battle is yours, and we're simply stepping to extend the kingdom of heaven, not of our power and authority, but of God's. And that in humility, in poorness of spirit, knowing we cannot do any of this of our own power, because we don't have it. It's not ours. This is God's power. That in that gap, you will stand with us, Lord. And you will be our refuge. And you will be our shield. And we ask for the places in our life where we are under attack, that you will win this battle for us, Father. And we thank you because the Lord already won over death and over sin. And we declare that victory over our lives, that you will be before every action that we take, where we place our eyes, that we will set our eyes on you and we will see your majesty and we will see your goodness and your mercy at work. And we ask this and all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.